And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schlecht. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. Special show today, just a few quick hitters on Thunder Media Day. I thought I would put these out so you guys could listen to them uh, on demand. I know they're kind of hard to find. If you do find them, maybe it's a video that doesn't load right and anyways, just thought I could make it easy for you guys to hear these interviews. Uh, First one we have is Mark Degnault. Uh, head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder, and uh, here he is on his first day of actually coaching players. Is this with everything being so condensed time-wise, especially given how many new players you have? Well, obviously, with with COVID, it's a challenge for everybody, and it's not limited to the NBA. I think it's important for us to remember that and be grateful uh, that we're in a league that is solving problems in real time and that we're in an organization that uh, is able to be highly adaptive. Um, and so it's a challenge for everyone. It's a challenge for the world right now. Um, as it relates to basketball, you know, we're just trying to not sacrifice quality because of the uncertain environment. So we're really trying not to skip steps, um, be that relationally with players, be that understanding who these players are and, and what their strengths are. Uh, you can't press fast forward on some of this stuff. And so we're just going to be diligent and do the best we can and follow our process and not allow anything external uh, or that's outside of our control impact how we approach this. And that's kind of been an organizational mindset up until this point. And we're, we're following through with that now that we have players in town. Thanks coach. Uh, next we'll go to Jenny Carlson with the Oklahoman. Hey Mark, how are you? Hi, Jenny. How are you? Good. I have two player questions. They're largely unrelated to each other other than they're about players. Uh, First is about Shea and um, how you see his role. Do you see him as a full-time point guard at this point, considering your roster? And then the other question relates to to rookies. Um, As Sam mentioned yesterday, you know, so much of the offseason and opportunities of, you know, working with them have been lost because of covid um, what's sort of the plan with, with guys like that moving forward in terms of, you know, getting them in, uh, you know, preseason games, just, just your early thoughts on the, on the rookies. Sure. Uh, so I'll start with Shea. Um, I mean, Shea's going to obviously take on a much larger role. He's a really important part of our team and our organization. I think Sam made that really clear yesterday, uh, with his comments on it. And I think it's, it's, you know, a pretty natural and self-explanatory thing with uh, where the team is and where Shea is. I think he's ready for a lot of the opportunity he's going to get this year. Uh, and he's ready for a lot of the responsibility he's going to get. I think opportunity and responsibility are two sides to the same coin. And so uh, he's really going to get challenged and he's going to be able to show uh, where he is in his career and how he's going to handle all the different experiences that come with uh, being a high level young player that he is. Um, you know, as it relates to point guard, I think, you know, everybody 
obviously I haven't coached a game yet, but everybody watches the NBA. The game is, is blending into more and more of a position, a positionless game. Um, but Shea is going to have a lot of creation opportunities. He's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Uh, I just don't want to misrepresent it and make everyone think he's going to be walking the ball over half court. Um, like a point guard in the traditional sense, hopefully we're, we're kind of flowing up the floor in kind of a positionless manner. Uh, but he's going to have obviously a lot of weight uh, in our offense, especially uh, as it relates to the rookies. Um, you know, obviously I thought that was a great point by Sam yesterday. And, you know, again, we can't allow the external circumstances to dictate our process and we can't allow the external circumstances to speed us up. Um, at the end of the day, the unfolding of a player's career is something that happens naturally. You gain more information with every touch point. You gain more information every day. And obviously everyone in the NBA has been deprived of that information with the rookie class. And so uh, we're not going to make assumptions. We're not going to make predictions. Um, and, and we're not going to jump the gun on, on drawing conclusions on these guys. You know, we're just going to take it as it comes, learn as much as we can, with every experience and whether those experiences start in July in summer league in a normal year or whether they start now, uh, that's how we choose to approach a new player. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. Thanks coach. Next we're going to go to a Dwayne Rankin with the Arizona Republic. Go ahead. Thank Dwayne, you. you. Yes, I am. Thank you. I had to unmute. Appreciate that. Uh, Coach, just just two things. One, um, obviously, I'm here. I'm, I'm here in uh, Phoenix. Just curious, what did Chris uh, bring to the table as far as not just on the court, but you know, off the court as far as with leadership and things of that nature? And then two, uh, part of that trade, obviously, Nadir came here. A lot of people here don't know much about him. Uh, you know, what, what was he like there, and and, and what kind of skill set does he does he have that you noticed? Obviously, uh, having worked with him. Sure. I mean. Chris's, uh, Chris's impact here and Chris's uh, abilities as a player, as a professional, as a human, as a leader are so well documented. All I can say is that um, everything you've probably heard that's positive about Chris uh, would, would be endorsed by the people here. I mean, he had an unbelievable impact for a very short period of time in the organization. Um, and, and the most impressive thing about him is his ability to balance uh, all the different things that he's balancing would be that in his life with his family and as the, you know, PA president or be that on the court where he's balancing, running the team and, you know, his ability to balance multiple things and stay very present with what he's doing and be fully engaged and focused with what he's doing is just a, a remarkable mental toughness and focus. Um, and that's what, you know, Phoenix is getting in him. And then with Dooley, um, you know, you got a guy that is a is a kind of a, a young player, uh, despite being in the middle of his career. I still think there's a ceiling for him as a player. Um, he obviously can really score the ball. He's an aggressive scorer, but he's a really good guy, really good teammate, and has great humility. He's always trying to improve, and he's willing to put the work in to improve. And so, um, those guys had a great impact here, and and kind of continued to lay a, a strong foundation in the organization, and and have left a legacy in their own way. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Good luck. Congrats on the job. Thank you very much. Next up, Nick Gallo, OKCThunder.com. Hey, Mark. Um, Sam made the point yesterday about Hami that each of the past couple of years, he's kind of found his way into the rotation. He's kind of fought himself in there. 
Uh, he also mentioned that you kind of have a, a vision for each of these guys. And I was just curious now with a, a little bit of a, a wider runway for some of these players, what do you think a guy like Hami um, can continue to do to elevate himself and, and enhance his game? Well, over his time here, the most impressive thing about Hami has been uh, his response to adversity. You know, he's in each of his seasons, he started training camp by earning a spot in the rotation. And in each of his seasons, he's had injuries in the middle of the year. And both of them are kind of freak things. Um, and yet every single time you give Hami time and space, uh, he comes back better. So be that from an injury or be that coming out of the hiatus heading to Orlando, um, you know, he just has an incredible fortitude about him. And it's like every time he gets knocked down, not only does he get back up, which not everybody does, but he gets back up stronger and better. Uh, And that's been what's most impressive about him. And and that's, you know, the specific stuff we'll do with him on the court uh, and the vision we have for him, you know, will evolve naturally inside of the team and inside of his strengths. And I, I do think there's a lot of ceiling for him as a player, uh, but the the spirit of who he is and, and the way that he responds to uh, experiences is just so essential in a competitive environment because the NBA is hard. And, and for all these players that are going to be uh, developing and growing through all these experiences, your ability to get back up and learn and be stronger and invest your experiences back into the work every day is a huge skill. And that's something that to this point, Hami's done really well. We've got a couple more for you here, Coach. Next, we're going to go to uh, Myron Patton with Fox 25. Go ahead, Myron. Myron, if you go ahead and unmute your line, please. Okay, there we go. Uh, Coach, um, what do you see for a guy like um, Darius Baisley? He gave you some minutes last year. I think a lot of people were surprised he played as much for you as he did. He really kind of as the year went along, his three-point shooting got better and can play multiple positions. Where do you see him going in his second year in terms of with more opportunity now to maybe uh, do some things, maybe expand his game? Jenny had the question about the rookies and, and looked no further than Bays in terms of um, the importance of remaining open and allowing things to unfold because – Uh, He came into training camp last year, and I don't think anybody could have formed an expectation uh, for him. He's not only a rookie, but he hadn't played, um, you know, a full year of basketball. And and he was a bit of an unknown. And he was just an example of a guy that in training camp, he picked things up really quickly. Uh, He was able to learn and then not only learn uh, our system and the game, but able to execute very quickly. Um, and, And so he was just a guy that as things unfolded, you know, everything that you kind of threw at him, he was able to kind of handle and learn from and grow from. Uh, and I thought last year was was obviously evidence of that. Um, going into this year, it's similar with Shea. I mean, again, more opportunity is more responsibility. And, you know, he's another guy that is going to be able to thrust himself into the challenges of the NBA. And that's something that we should all be running towards. If you really want to grow and develop, um, you know, the way to do it is is through trials and tribulations and and testing your resiliency. And then when you have success, having the humility to get back to work every day. And, you know, this is a developmental environment always. But with this particular team, uh, we need to have uh, every single player needs to take 
uh, the hard days and, and turn them into toughness and resiliency and take the days that go well and, and make sure we root our feet back on the ground and get back to work. Um, he's Bays has done a nice job of that to this point. And, you know, if he continues to uh, take that approach that he's had up until now, um, then I think he's going to continue to grow. I think, you know, those are pretty strong predictors of improvement. Thanks, Coach. Next, we're going to go to a Curtis Fitzpatrick at the Sports Animal. Go ahead, Curtis. Hey, Mark. Wonder if you have any early thoughts on Poku's game, just kind of witnessing him from afar and, and, and what kind of challenges it will be trying to incorporate him into the NBA um, at such an early age. I don't want to dodge the question, but I, I don't have a ton of impressions outside of, um, you know, the stuff that, that Sam has mentioned after the draft. And then again, yesterday, um, you know, this early in the process, uh, we really lean on our scouting and, and our strategy and our, our front office guys, because they've obviously spent a lot of time um, evaluating these players and understanding these players. And we have a pretty tight process of, of them handing off that information to everybody that's here in the building and that's player facing. Um, so we don't have any further information yet with him that, that we haven't already learned, but it's been good to uh, learn about his story and learn about his journey. It's, you know, he's obviously had an interesting path as a player and is a really intriguing uh, player and prospect. But, you know, again, that's the hard part about not having the earlier touch points is those aren't only, you know, points of development for every player, but they're also points of evaluation for our organization. And we haven't had those. And so, um, you know, we're just not going to rush to any conclusions uh, with a player like him that's as young as he is and that's game can go in a lot of different directions. Um, he'll be in camp and he'll go through the drills and, and compete and learn and we'll figure out where his starting point is. Uh, and even when we know that it's, it's not predictive of how his career will unfold. Next up, Brady Trantham with the franchise. Go ahead, Brady. Hey, Mark. Uh, going back to, I, I guess you can say a lot of the younger players that you have, but more specifically SGA. Uh, with this obviously being a, a weird offseason, it's not a classic offseason, and a weird training camp with all the regulations you guys got have to go through, with these young players taking on newer roles and expanded roles, how do you prepare them day-to-day -day for the pitfalls that are going to come in the regular season. I mean, it's not going to look pretty all the time. How do you prepare young players taking on a bigger role like that? You know, a lot of it is, is guidance and, and you can't assume that they're not doing that on their own to a degree, especially a guy like Shea, you know, he's played um, two years and he's had a lot of experiences. You know, he's played with two different teams. Uh, both teams were, were pretty high level teams. And, you know, I think it's about, having a conversation and, and understanding kind of how he's internalized those experiences. What does he learn from them? Uh, I know he has, he's internalized them. He's learned from them because he channels it back into the work. He's a worker and um, he's established that for sure in his short time here. Um, but that's, that's basically the process. I think, you know, in terms of not only adversities, you know, Shay is a good player. He's going to have some success this year too. And it's about internalizing those experiences equally um, you know, you have the experience, you learn from it, uh, you use that experience and what you learn from it to channel back into the work and to prepare. And then you have another experience uh, and you repeat that cycle. And when players uh, are involved in all parts of that cycle and the faster that feedback loop is, the more they improve. And so 
uh, for me and our coaching staff, it's about evaluating each player's ability to understand all the parts of that feedback loop and help them speed it up in every way that we can. Uh, but again, with a guy like Shea that has as much pride and ambition and that's looking at an opportunity that he's looking at, we can't assume that he's not already doing that to a high level. Um, but we're going to help him in every way we can. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Coach. Two more for you. We're going to go back to uh, Joe Masada with the Oklahoman. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah, um, at your first press conference, you talked about the need to be adaptable given all the roster movement in the NBA. And obviously the, the team looks far different now than when we initially talked to you. What is your process, whether it be guys you that you all drafted or new players coming in from other teams? Like what's your process of getting to know them um, I guess personally, and also like getting to know their games, whether it's going back, looking at film, um, stuff like that. Well, our process as an organization, you know, when a player first comes in here is, is we onboard them pretty extensively and we make sure that they understand uh, what exists here, you know, what kind of environment exists, what standards exist, the tradition that exists, um, all the different people that have kind of you know, poured into the foundation that already exists. We, we try to really make sure that every player is educated on that and understands that um, because that's, if you establish that foundation, you know, now you can really evolve uh, and layer from there. Uh, but then, you know, once we kind of show them who we are, um, we want to learn who they are and we want to learn how they can uniquely impact our environment and uniquely impact our, our organization. And, um, the only way to do that is step by step, you know, and so I can't I'm not going to lie to you. There's probably been times that I've wanted to press fast forward on that process. But when it comes to learning people and learning players and building trust, one a huge ingredient of trust is consistency. And it's hard to prove um, your consistency in a relationship, be that organization, player, player, coach, player, player. It's hard to prove uh, your consistency in a week. You know, it takes time. And so we're going to take that time. Like I've said before, we're not going to be influenced by um, external variables that, you know, may try to speed us up. You know, we have a process that we believe in. It's It's been here for a long time. And we're going to be very disciplined to that process because of the way we believe in it. Thanks, Coach. Last one, we're going to go back to uh, Dwayne Rankin with the Arizona Republic. Go ahead. Thank you. Uh, Coach, I'm um, just asking about two guys, one that was there last year, another one that you just got. You may not be able to speak on the second guy much because he hasn't been there long. But uh, first, just Dort and, and what's the next step for him? He obviously uh, uh, can defend. Um, just, just what's the next step as far as him as an NBA player? And then two, uh, Ty Jerome just got, you know, in the trade. Uh, just curious, just your thoughts on him and, 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 and what you see. Maybe, you know, I know I don't know how much you have seen, like I say, because, uh, he, he just got there, but it was just, but just curious on that front as well. Yeah. I mean, Lou, you know, we have a great deal of respect for, uh, as a person, as a worker, he has a great level of commitment and he's also incredibly humble and, and a great worker. And, um, he's, he's earned a lot of respect around here in a short period of time because of that. Um, you know, the challenge for Lou is going to be, you know, he went into last year, uh, on a two-way and, and started the season with a lot of uncertainty and then, you know, gets an opportunity, seizes the opportunity, and then just grows, you know, with his opportunities, you know, to his credit. He did an unbelievable job of capitalizing on 
uh, all the opportunities he had. And also, you know, he took full responsibility for that role, you know, um, which for, you know, a first year player was really impressive. Obviously the challenge for him is going to be now, you know, he's coming into the season in a much different place. You know, the expectation that he'll have internally is much different and the reputation that he's built inside of our building is much different. And, um, as a result, every year is different with a player. And so that's going to be Lou's challenge is, is where does he take his growth from here? Um, and, and how does he use these experiences uh, to continue to improve and grow? Um, we're confident, obviously, that he'll do that. But um, that's the challenge for all these players that are, that are in developmental phases. Uh, Ty, uh, I've spent some time with uh, already. It's been great to get to know him. He clearly has a passion for the game. Um, he's clearly a very savvy player. Uh, and he's willing to put the work in. Um, you know, he, Devin Hall is somebody that we've worked with here and he's really close with Devin and he said he, you know, works out with Devin and Devin, when we got Ty, Devin texted and said, Hey, you know, that he's a real one. And that's a strong endorsement because Devin's a great worker and understands, uh, what we're about. And so, uh, we're looking forward to learning his game. We're looking forward to working with him. Uh, he's had a year in the NBA, just like every other player that's in their first year. It's impacted by a lot of variables outside of their control, and they have a bunch of experiences that they can learn from. And, and Ty has shown us the, you know, that he's put a lot of reflection into that, and he's channeling that back into his work and his preparation, and we're looking forward to getting started with him. Thanks, Coach. Great. Thanks so much, Coach. Appreciate your time today. Thank you, guys. Hope you're all well. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Next up, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we've got Darius Baisley, who... Really, I'm trying to figure out personality-wise because you watch him on social media. Uh, he's great. He's a riot. He's fun. Uh, this is different. Uh, I, <laughs> you'll hear it, but I asked him just like, how did you find out about these trades? Is there like a text thread going on between you guys? Can you walk me through that? Uh, and he was almost offended by this. So, I mean, give it a listen because it is pretty interesting. Hey, Darius, how you doing, man? Good, how are you? Doing well, thanks for asking. Um, well, obviously, this year it's a much different team. Weird offseason, all that kind of understood. But um, coaches, Sam Presti, have talked about the second-year players taking expanded roles. And I know it's really early, but at least right now, what have they communicated to you how they feel that you can expand your game at this point? Uh, I think the communication to me and to – um, the other guys that are returning, I guess, second year guys, um, is just that I think we all understand that this is uh, a great opportunity. Um, 
you know, to grow, um, to keep learning, uh, and 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 to just keep you know that learning curve going uh, as we you know take on our second season, or at least me take on my second season. Um, I think it's a good opportunity to to do that. Thanks, Darius. Next, we're gonna to go to uh, Jenny Carlson with the Oklahoman. Go ahead, Jenny. Hey, Bays. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Hey, Brady mentioned the the weird off season. Can you just kind of talk through what what you did? I mean, it it, it was so condensed that I, I can't imagine there was a lot of time to do much of anything. But how did you spend the time between the end of the playoffs and now? Um. I mean, there's, there's been plenty of time to do much of everything. The whole off season I worked, I lifted and I got on the court and I worked on my game. Um, it, the, it, it wasn't as short as some people may think it is or uh, the way it may seem. There was a lot of time to put in work as long as you manage your time and you did what you were supposed to do. You know, I, I think I maximized the most out of mine, and that's what I did this offseason. I worked. You uh, you obviously uh, transformed a lot about your game during the COVID uh, pause. What did you take away from the bubble experience to, to work on in that offseason time you had? Um, can you repeat that again? Yeah, you, I mean, you obviously made such huge, huge strides after you guys came back from the pandemic pause when you went into the bubble. What did you take from the bubble experience and say, I want to work on this during this off season? Uh, I mean, it wasn't really anything in, in, in particular that I took out and said, I, you know, I'm going to work on this. Um, you know, this offseason, I, I worked on everything, my game as a whole, and I worked on my body. Thanks, Baze. Mm -hmm. Next up, Andrew Schleck with the Athletic and Down to Dunk podcast. Go ahead, Andrew. Uh, hey, Baze. I I wonder what, what your thought your thoughts are as the team is kind of being deconstructed. Tons of trades happen over the course of several weeks. Uh how, how are you finding out these things? Is, is this something that like you're talking about as a team? Is there like a text thread going on? Like what's, what's, uh, tell, tell us your side of the story. Um, the team is moving in a direction. And um, like I, like I explained earlier in the first question, um, you know, the answer I gave was that, you know, we're, a second guys are second year guys are getting a, a, an opportunity to, you know, step up, uh, step into different roles, uh, you know, experience a little bit more things, um, you know, and, and to be able to learn more as you uh, play more. Um, and, I, and, you know, that's, that's the, that's the direction that we're going. I mean, does it really matter how I, I found out like that's not, I don't think that's really relevant. I think it's just more of a, you know, the, the team is, you know, moving in a direction, a forward direction. Um, you know, I, I guess the, the kind of way I can relate to it is, you know, as if guys were like graduating, you know, it's just seniors graduating. Um, that's, that's, that's really it. Thanks, Darius. I don't, 
I don't I don't like those questions because I feel like you're trying to stir up something. You know, it's just like I don't I don't think it really matters how people find out certain things or like it's just the team is moving in in a direction. Guys get moved around, guys get traded, whatever, whatever. But I I don't like that. I feel like you're trying to stir something up. Next, we're going to go to uh, Joe Musato with the Oklahoman. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, Darius. Um, I, I know you and Chris were close last year, and he was a mentor of yours. I'm just wondering if you've spoken to him since the trade or maybe what you know guidance he's given you during this offseason as you head into your second year. Uh, yeah, I, I spoke to him, um, you know, and um, – we we talk. We have a you know. It's, it's like it's like a brotherhood. It's like a big brother. Um, you know, when we talk. It's it's usually mainly you know just about life. I mean, we we talk about basketball. That was like this off season. You know, it was just more so like life stuff. Thanks, Baze. Uh, Nick Gallo, OKC Thunder. You're up, Nick. There's a lot of times when people talk expanded roles, you know, there's a, a thought that it's about ball in your hands or shots or that type of thing. But uh, something people have mentioned is, is just an enhanced defensive role, defensive responsibility. Uh, what's your approach coming into this year in terms of that um, based on what you learned as a defender last year and, and how you can elevate the team um, with your defense this season? Um, I mean, just, Coming into this year, I just want to be able to help the team as much as possible. Um, I know that coming into this year, you know, it'll be uh, new. It'll be, you know, more to learn, um, you know, more to experience. And, you know, I, I feel like I just learned through those experiences. Cliff Brunt with the Associated Press. Go ahead, Cliff. Yeah, uh, what did you uh, take from your experience learning from uh, Gallinari? You know, a uh, pro's pro's been around for a long time. Now you got an opportunity to step forward into that spot. What do you take from your experience in watching him and learning from him? Just watch how he played the game, how he thought the game, um, you know, how he picked and uh, chose his spots of where he wanted to score, how he, you know, played a game within the game, uh, seeing how he was professional, how he showed up you know, every day and, and got to work. So those are things that I take away from him. Thank you. Next up for you, base, we've got Myron Patton from Fox 25. Go ahead, Myron. Yeah, Darius, I was wondering how much difference does this year feel for you? This last year, you were a rookie. You hadn't played in, in a couple of years because you didn't play uh, college or anything last year. And I remember you talking, telling me that, it was you'd watch Chris Paul as growing up and now you're on the same team a year later, you're one of about like five or six guys who was even here last year. How, how are you embracing that role? How, how much different does it feel this season as compared to last year, this time? It doesn't feel any different. I'm still coming in and just working hard every day. I, I, I guess I won't really feel a change until we start playing. That does it for today. That's all we got with Thunder Media Day so far. There's not really a media day. It's more like a media week. So uh, just keep your eye out. I may attach just the interviews at the end of pods going forward. 
but uh, thanks for listening. Hope you guys have a great day. Make sure you go to theathletic.com slash down to dunk to get the athletic for $1 a week. Still a great deal. It's not the Black Friday deal, which a lot of you took advantage of, which I'm super excited about. But you can still get it for a great deal. So make sure you do that. Make sure you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we're providing additional content for you guys, and uh, we hope that you guys would uh, just do a little bit extra for us by going to the Purple Podcast app, searching down to dunk, and hitting five stars. So hope you guys do that. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow morning. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.